Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. All right, Flyover family, we are here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and having a great time. You know, we've been talking about this documentary for a while, a and long uh, time. Um, we're you know especially excited to talk about the Trump I know because it features our special guest, Laura Trump. Yay! Yay! That's so exciting. Thank what you. What an honor to have you. We've we've kind of been circling your planet a while. We've interviewed uh, Donald Trump Jr. and Kimberly, Kimberly recently. But yeah. we've had, you know, you, Eric. And Eric. Eric probably. Yeah, we saved the best for last. That's I got it. I know what we're it's doing. Building, it's building. <laughs> yeah, it keeps building. We, we've had Eric maybe five times. Yep. Oh my and, gosh, and, what? I know. And, and, what have I been doing? And it's just, I'm always shocked walking away how how relatable and what just a great guy he is. Yeah. Thank you. You know, I don't know what you he expect. He chose a good one. I, I agree. Well, yeah. I don't, you're exactly right. What do you expect? And I'll tell you, I grew up probably like most people in this country, and I never envisioned a day where I would even know someone with the last name Trump, let alone be married to one of them. Right. So he must have been pretty good if I chose him yeah. with my North Carolina values and, and all of the above. Um, so, yeah, I agree. I, I picked a pretty good one. I you have definitely to say. did. So one of the interviews we had with him, you know, we do a little politics and this and that. And we talked shooting and deer oh. and some of this kind of stuff. But I threw out a question to him because Stacey was blown away when we watched this documentary. She paused it about a few minutes into it because she's always been into working out. Yep. And she's like, pause it. I'm like, what? She goes, look at those arms. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm like, that is amazing. And so, so I, I threw it out to Eric. You're very I, nice. So I threw That's it to Eric. Truth. I said, okay, question. Straight up. Heads on competition. Push-up contest. You? Laura Trump, who was going to win. And he was like a little bit like, oh, I don't know. He goes, he goes I think I'd get her on the push-up. Uh-huh. But, if, but if we had like a cardio running, anything like that, she's going to smoke me. Yeah, okay. And that's kind of yeah. where he left it. Well, so what do you think? The only way to settle this is to actually do the push-up I competition. Think so. I think we're pretty clear on what we need to do now. No yes, the, the, the oh. gauntlet has been dropped. I did the same thing with uh, <laughs> when, I, when we interviewed Don Jr. Because I said, you know, there's a lot of things about, you know, you guys hunting and, and you know, all this stuff and, you know, yeah. Iowa and shooting, all this stuff. And I said... Um, if you or Eric were both like parachuted out of a plane, which is like your pocket so knife, so Don a, Jr. and Eric, Don Jr. Yeah. and Eric, I said if you're both independently like just dropped out, who would have the best chance of, like surviving in the wild? Mm. But it, you know, he Eric, didn't even give it a second. I mean, Don Jr. was jumped in there. Me, it would be me. We're like, oh, if you let me finish the question, Eric was, Eric was a little more gracious. <laughs> he he's was, like, yeah. he's like, I'm probably a better shot. I think Don <laughs> might be better. So he was kind of. Well, do you know what their Secret Service like call signs were? Right? No. no. Eric was a marksman. And I was marathon, okay. which okay. I'm sure we'll get into. Yep. And Don was mountaineer. So it all kind of uh, makes sense whenever you kind of take into account yep. what we were all named. We all had to have M names, and those those were our names. And so there you go, mountaineer. I would expect Don, who lived in Colorado for a while, he to yeah. be able to handle himself yeah. in, you know, in some unknown region. Now, I, I give it to Eric Trump. Here's what I will say. I would take Eric Trump any day as a Mr. Fix-It around the house over Don. <laughs> Sorry, Don. <laughs> like, got a stuck drawer He's or something. He's very you know? yeah. handy. He's very handy. This morning, one of our door handles, I was like, oh, something's wrong with this door handle. Who can we get to deal with it? And he comes over and he shakes it and he goes, honey, you need an Allen wrench. Oh, let me go get it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you're like, wow. He, he's got it all. He's it's he impressive. can change out light sockets and the whole bit. Like, really? Oh yeah. Wow. Anyway, he hasn't electrocuted himself yet. That's so good. We're doing all right. That, that is good. So the question I would have for you is is it's kind of a crooked path that got you where you are. Do you sit down with your with your like high school guidance counselor and said, okay, eventually I'd like to be <laughs> I, would like, I would like to be in politics. Like, well, here's what you need to do: you need to become a fitness instructor, and then then, know, then, then so a, pa- a pastry chef. And then like like it, it's kind of a 
like this isn't the, the path someone would have plotted out to be where you are. It oh. almost seems like maybe you're just kind of doing the next right thing and like God's got some kind of plan in your life. Well, that's 100% right. And that's honestly the only way I can explain it. Um, it's it's amazing. You talk about like your, your college or high school guidance yeah. counselor. I remember <laughs> my first year of college being very distraught because I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. I've got to declare a major and like whatever it oh, is. at 18 years old. That's the rest yeah. of my life. Yeah. And yeah. I was actually 17 because wow. my birthday's in October. Okay. When I started yeah. college and I was like, 17, I got to figure it out right now. And here we go. Um, and it was very stressful. And so I remember thinking back then, like, gosh, where would I be? Where, where will I be when I'm 40? And never would I have predicted this. Yes, the path is very yeah. strange that I have taken. But I think... You know, if you follow your gut and you follow your heart and you pray about things and you ask God to really show you yeah. what you should be doing, mm -hmm. he really does. Yeah. And I mean, it's really the only way I can explain being where I am, being part of this family, being part of this movement. Um, sometimes it's hard for me to think about I, sometimes I want to go back to the, the Lara Unasca before I was Lara Trump and say, like, how would I view all of this yeah. as the old version of myself before I was so entrenched in it? Um, but it's so incredible. And I, I just feel so blessed and so honored, honestly, to be a part of it all. So what is it like to, because we've interviewed, like David said, Don Jr., Eric, those are the sons of Donald Trump. But what's it like to be the daughter-in-law well, of Donald Trump? He's just the greatest. I just, I was just texting with him just a few minutes ago wow. in the car. He always, you know, love dad. He's the best. Um, it's funny because I don't think anything really prepares you appropriately to meet your future in-laws, right? Sure. When I met my father-in-law for the first time, I just said to Eric, I think it was yesterday or the day before, I said, oh my gosh, 15 years ago this week is when I first met your dad wow. because we went to the U.S. Open, okay, tennis okay. tournament, yep. Arthur Ashe Stadium out in Queens, and Eric and I had been dating for a couple of months, wasn't very serious yet. And he was like, oh, want to go watch tennis with me? Well, in my mind, like, yeah, we're going to watch tennis. It's kind of casual. He picked me up and I was wearing like sandals and whatever. The outfit was fine. But I thought we were like, sitting like in the stands. And then we go inside and we're, I'm like, where are we going? He's like, oh, oh, we've had a box here for years. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we're going to a box. <laughs> You're like, Whoa, the heads up. Yeah. I didn't prepare for this. Like, it didn't feel like I was appropriately dressed, but okay. And then we go into the box and he opens the door. There's Donald Trump. There he is. There's his my boyfriend's dad, who happens to be you know this oh, big yeah. reality knows star, yeah. this is business like 20, mogul. What, 12, 13, 14, something like um, that. Oh my gosh, this is well, was 15 years ago now. So 2008, 2009, okay. something wow. like that. 2008, and um, and I remember in that moment I was just like I feel like all the blood drained out of me, and I was like, oh, I what do I do? Yeah. And he came up to me, and here I am, this girl who'd been in New York for like six months. Grew up in North Carolina, really didn't know anything about anything when it came to that world. And he was so relatable and so down to wow. earth wow. and so, so nice to me. And he goes, you know what? I'm going to go get an ice cream. Would you like an ice cream? And I was like, oh my gosh, he eats ice cream. I need ice cream. <laughs> I need ice cream. <laughs> this can work out. Yeah. Um, but it, from that moment on, you know, he really kind of disarmed the whole situation. Yeah. And then it really, whenever he was running for president in 2016... I always talk about this whenever I, I give speeches places because it's such an amazing story that kind of shows you who he is. He really tapped me to help him in my home state of North Carolina. Yeah. And in that moment when he asked me to do it, I mean, I didn't know anything about politics. I had no idea how was this wow. going to work out? What was I going to do? 
but he saw something in me that I didn't even see in myself and he believed in me before I even believed in me and it wow. really tells you so much about him in that sense um he's empowering it, yes very empowering. and trusting it sounds like and he's done that his whole life if you look yeah. at the Trump organization the um people who are at the top of the organization now all the executives started out as doormen as drivers wow. as security guards and he said you know what you can do something else i'm going to promote you up and and here they are today um but he's the greatest and is it a, a pretty a standard father-in-law maybe not <laughs> but i wouldn't trade it for the world sure. he's the best i love it how about like a grandfather because anytime uh, that we've ever seen him with kids like yeah. even if he's at a rally and he picks up a child he seems really comfortable it seems natural it's not like a oh, problem he seems natural it, yeah well, I want to make a comment on that because we talked to Cash the other day. Stacy's grandfather, he's passed away now, but when I came in this family, we've been together since like seventh grade. So her family was like oh my, my family. Oh my gosh. They're a long was, time. Her, her family was my we've family. married 30 years. And her, her grandpa, Keith, is like, he's the greatest man I've ever met. He's a, he's a cattle farmer. He had these like big, thick, bones, you know, it just, he was strong. Yeah. Horse but trader. Horse, horse guy, yep. you know, tough. Like, you know, he had the story of him like punched a cow once, you know, this kind of thing. <laughs> oh but, gosh. but, wow. you know, but in spite of being this like ultimate, you know, manly kind of, of guy, he's probably seventies, you know, somebody, um, like even in my twenties, I would never thought of messing with him. He's just kind of this tough guy, but he, he had the kind of strength that when you were closer to him, you're safer. Yeah. You know, and, and power is a unique thing. Sometimes people are powerful and they create fear in others. You know, you might mm -hmm. be, you know, uh, just an intimidating, opposing figure, mm -hmm. or maybe their financial position, or people use yeah. celebrity, you know, in a way that harms others. Or mm -hmm. it always comes across to me that President Trump is the kind of guy that his power actually makes you feel safer because you see children respond to him, their guard comes down, yeah. and I'm like, kids know they do, they do, they see, can feel it. No, you're you're mm -hmm. exactly right. Kids know. I think they have just an innate sense about good people, yeah. about safe, mm -hmm. protective people, and they. I mean, are you kidding me? My kids get so excited when they know they're going to see Grandpa. Now, part of it is probably that he's always giving them candy. <laughs> like, enough foil. Yeah, like, Grandpa, what kind of candy you got today? I'm like, oh. But, um, but no, they, he really is, is very natural with yeah. kids. And, uh, you know, all the grandkids, the favorite thing, I think, for him is when they're all around. He tries yeah. to see how many of them he can get on a golf cart oh, and drive fun. them all around. And there's one on his lap and some hanging off the side. It's amazing. But... Um, but he's, you know, he is like any grandparent. I think he, he loves to hear about his grandkids. Mm -hmm. It's the first thing he asks whenever he, he calls me, you know, how are Luke and Carolina? What are they doing these wow. days? I send him pictures and videos. Sometimes my kids will just ask, can we can we send something to grandpa? And they'll record some silly video. And he loves to get them. We, that we, is we awesome. ran a clip yesterday. One of our shows is from his speech in South Carolina the other night. And we just played like a, a 30 seconds. And he just, when he just talks about America, mm -hmm. like, it's not even talking about where it is. You could see he has such an awareness of where it started, but what it could be, the promise yeah. of this country, the the, 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 the greatness that he still hasn't even been tapped into. Yep. Like you see that in like emotion of the love for the country. There's yep. pictures of him hugging the flag at the CPAC. Like these things is, I mean, that, that's that got to be something that's very like contagious in the team around him mm -hmm. of why you're doing all this, why you're taking all the hits. I mean, yeah. he, there's no faking that. He loves mm -hmm. this country. Well, why else would you put yourself right. through all of it? Yep. Why else would you? And he knew. I mean, that's the, that's the amazing thing to me. I think back to the couple of days before he came down the escalator. We all met as a family. We all had dinner. It was for his birthday, actually. His birthday is Flag Day. How appropriate. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, but we all met for his birthday <laughs> as, as the whole family. And he sat us all down and he said, look, I really want to do this. Um, but you guys have to understand, 
if I do this and if we do this and we do it the way it needs to be done, mm. it's not going to be easy. Right. They are going to come after us. Mm -hmm. We're going to see who our true friends are. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because looking back on it, I'm like, oh my gosh, he knew. He knew what was going to happen. And he was willing in that moment to give it yeah. all up. Think about the life that he created I, for I himself. Can't oh, I can't even imagine. Right? He became a business mogul, a reality mm -hmm. TV star. I yep. used to work. Uh, for Inside Edition, I worked for, for them for five years. I was a producer. I was a story coordinator. And I remember hearing in our newsroom, if they needed someone to comment on something, Donald Trump was the guy. I'd hear my you know, executive producer screaming across, somebody call Donald Trump. Get him. <laughs> see if we can get a Trump Tower and go. You know, and so yeah. like that, he was the guy. Everyone loved him. And he knew that if he did this and he did what was needed for this country, he was going to have to give up so oh, much. Man. And he was still willing to do it. You see how they're attacking him now. Yeah. You see the relentless way that they are pursuing one man. Mm -hmm. They they are real. Right. I mean, they legitimately want to lock him up and yep. throw away the key yeah. and be done with him. Mm -hmm. But I think he knows now, and I, I I know he knew what was what was to come in terms of what he needed to do. I don't know that even he uh, assumed it would get this bad. Mm -hmm. But now that he's in it, I think mm. he really does understand what is at stake, and he does understand. I think that he's the only person. Who, yeah. can, who can yeah. really rectify it's the true. damage that they're doing to this country right now. Mm -hmm. um, and so he's, yeah, it's amazing. And it is contagious. It, when yeah. you're around someone who... It is for us watching. I yeah. Know, we watch. We and just even hearing him talk. Yeah, and just hearing him talk about how much he loves this country, it's like, oh my gosh. I love this it guy. It gives yeah. you more pride in your own country, you right. know, when you hear it. it well, and we need more of that. Yeah. yeah. It's so sad to me to, to think that we have a generation of Americans who are not being taught to love this yes, country, who are instead sad. being taught to hate this country, right. mm -hmm. being taught that this is an inherently bad country and a racist country and this, that, and the other. It's so sad because they don't understand how special and unique we really yeah. are. Right. And my, my father-in-law gets it, and I think mm -hmm. that's what people feel when they see him talk and when he does get emotional about it, mm -hmm. and you really you understand he's trying to bring people back in. He's trying to save this country. Yes. Because once it's gone, like, that's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. And I think he understands that. Yeah. yeah. You know, and t let's go back to the 2016 because that was a big, that was a lot of weight on your shoulders because that was a purple area. Oh Hillary thought she had it. That was her firewall, she said, yeah. Yeah. North Carolina. Yeah. Yes. And so, you know, our slogan here is wake up, speak up, and show up. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's, it's like, it's almost like a mandate from the Lord that we have got to speak up and show up. We can no longer take pride in being the silent majority. You know, when you were given that, you said you didn't feel qualified, but you're like, you raised your hand, you said, okay, Okay, I'll do it. He when asked, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. You know, what, what would be an encouragement to other Americans that are sitting there thinking, man, I don't feel qualified. I don't know. You know, something may come up. Maybe um, it's something political in their own area, or maybe it's a school board or something. But what would be your recommendation? Well, you've, you've walked through it. I, I've done it. And I mean, I, I, I remember somebody telling me a long time ago, they were like, fake it till you make it. Like, even if you don't know exactly what you're doing, you go out there and you watch people who do know what they're doing and you learn from them. And so that's what I did. I mean, I, I really, I sat down with my husband and I said, okay, I'm going to need to take a leave of absence from Inside Edition, which I did. Um, and how do you do this? How do you yeah. win a state? What do we need? We need women. Okay, let's get women together. Let's get a bus together. And I just figured it out. So for anybody out there, I mean, everything is achievable and mm -hmm. especially in this country. Yep. You, there, there really is no limit to what you can do. And most people, I think, who achieve great things feel terrified in the moments before they yeah. take that step, that leap into doing whatever it is it's that true. they might do. Yeah. And if you are not challenging 
yourself, then maybe you're not doing something right. You never want to stay too comfortable all the time. At least for me, yeah, I don't. That's good. That's a word to right. us. Just this I week, mean, and, some things. And I like, do. Oh, I feel that way for you know my like workouts and yeah. stuff. But I also feel like I try to apply that to my life. There are things that are scary, but you know what? What's the worst that could happen? You got to give it a shot. Give it that's a try. That's great advice. Yeah. The most impressive thing I've noticed about you, and we've seen you at quite a few of the events, the, the Reawaken America tours. We're just in Vegas recently and saw you speak there. And then we, we, you know, we were doing interviews during the time, so we caught parts. We went back and watched it. I stopped it and I told Stacy, I said, you know, you, you, you won your state in 16 and you won the White House in 16. You, you worked harder, took more hits, put in more effort in 20, mm-hmm. and the results didn't reflect what they did in 16. We'll get into more of that Even maybe Even though in a we moment. know that they did but 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 my, my point with that is when i watched you speak there was no victimness there was no resentfulness there was like like i told when i paused i said she's she's walking with a clean heart mm. like you know what you did and the results and who else did yeah. what they did but talk about that for a moment because you meet people sometimes that are like oh they're they're mad about something happened in high school or mm-hmm. they're they're walking in a, in a fence or like you're moving forward talking about future wins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and how did you walk through that? Because we hurt. It felt like it felt like for us even just like uh, you know November fourth, fifth, mm-hmm. you know, it, it felt like a, a pet you'd had for 15 years died. Mm-hmm. Yes. But every day. Yes. Mm-hmm. It felt like that. How how have you walked through that? And and get it where you still still stay clean. Yeah. You know, there's just something just about you there that you're not living in that in that moment you're moving forward and you're like you've you've forgiven or something there's something in you that's different well look we've got to have our eye on the prize and Mm -hmm. I think for me I probably approach a lot of things as an athlete and that's what I did for for so long I've I've played pretty much every sport out there and you you win some games and you lose some games and all I know is that every game I went into I said I'm going to put every ounce of everything I have into winning this game and then if we lose the game I will know when I walk mm-hmm. off that field, that court, whatever it is, that I couldn't have done one more thing to have one. And and the other team, you know, sometimes they win fairly, sometimes they don't. Not that we're making any connections <laughs> to anything. Yeah. But then you have to move on and you have to start to focus on your next game, your next match, whatever it is. And so for me, I think that's where I am in this whole thing. It's like, look, we now we have mm-hmm. to get our eye focused and I mean acutely focused on 2024 because I I know we say it all the time we say it every four years this is an important election most important election all those things but people feel that something is different right now and so for me I think if we if we take time messing around and fill our head with all of the regrets and oh we're upset about this and I'm I'm mad that things didn't work out the way that we know they should have then that, that's a distraction. And so for me, I've got to aim forward and I face forward and I figure out what the next goal is we need to achieve. And that's what I'm doing. I love it. You touched on 2024. So uh, what can, uh, what, what are you guys doing different for 2024? And what can we as citizens of the United States do different for the election in 2024? Well, I think we're in a different time. Obviously, 2020 was, I mean, what a year. You know, we had COVID. We had the mail-in voting. We had all the the crazy going on. So it was very different. Um, We know that there were laws changed in states illegally for voting. And so there's been a lot of, of movement. 
by people. Some of them are former, you know, campaign folks from, from 2020 and 2016. They've done a lot of work to, to try and rectify all of those laws that were changed, make sure things are back right. We have a lot of people in position now ready and we need more. That's yeah. what I would say to people out there. If you want to help and you want to volunteer, go to donaldjtrump.com. You can click up at the top, volunteer. We need poll watchers. We need eyes on the ground. They will not be able to tell us this time, oh, COVID measures. We can't right. let this right. many people in. Absolutely not. And by the way, and you know that they're getting nervous because they're bringing all the COVID oh, yeah. crazy yeah, they, stuff know, back. The six-foot things in Walgreens again. Oh, my, and, do they? Yeah. Yeah. In Nashville, Nashville, Nashville they has already put it. them in all the Walgreens. Yeah. Okay. But I would say... You know, for, for us, um, it's it's amazing to have gone through this twice already, and now we're on our, our third time. And I, in 2017, kind of remained with the campaign when my father-in-law was inaugurated, and a very unique for a president to do, to keep the campaign yep. up and running. But we did that, very intimately involved with the day-to-day of the campaign. Now... I'm not officially in any capacity with the campaign, but obviously we all are kind of as a family. Sure. I mean, that's that's course, it. That's yeah. what we all do anyway. Um, so I think that the team around my father-in-law, I would say this time right now is, is very small. And I think that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think sometimes too many cooks in the kitchen, not a great thing. Yeah. You need one driver. Mm-hmm. That driver is Donald Trump. He's making the decisions. He's, he's executing on those decisions. Um, and so I think, look, we, we learned a lot. We have a lot of boots on the ground. We have a lot of eyes on the ground. We have people out there doing incredible things like ballot harvesting everywhere in this country that it is well, legal. That's the important thing. It I saw is, a stat yeah. the other day. Yeah. Every, all 50 states, Donald Trump, President Trump won in-person voting. All in 2020. 50 in, in 2020. Yeah. I mean, what? We, I know everybody's like, you won all of them anyway. I mean, I'm saying like, you know, undisputed <laughs> number. Every, also, Joe Biden won every single state, all 50, on not present mail-in voting. One. I mean, that's a very, mm-hmm. that's a big thing. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I think we also, as a as a party, have to kind of change the messaging. Because I understand in, in our, you know, perfect world, we have one day, it's, it's yeah. voting day. Yeah. There's no mail-in voting. There's no early voting. There's none of that. But that's not the reality. And right. the reality is we've sort of fallen behind the ball, mm-hmm. I think, in, in a lot of ways, telling people, wait to go vote. Absolutely not. Go vote. Go vote early mm-hmm. and then bank that vote and make sure you get out and get other people out to, to the polls and make sure yeah. you're getting as many people to go vote as possible. The goal, obviously, is that it doesn't matter how many extra votes they have in 2024, and I use extra, I think everyone <laughs> yeah. knows what yep. I mean, yep. um, that they there will be no doubt that Donald Trump wins. Okay. Last question as we it. wrap up. Encourage Flavor family. You need to check out uh, YouTube and Rumble, I believe, but The Right View. Yes. Go to therightview.com. It is a great show. It you are, is a great you're, you're, show. You're, you're, you're we love Tom McDonald, by the way. Yeah. Oh, and, so and I want to ask you about that because there's a side to you people may not know that you're sort of a, a, a closet wannabe rapper. That, <laughs> uh, Tom McDonald well, said he, Tom, well, it, it's he all, said he's going to bring you yeah, up. This is recorded. It's documented. So yeah. you can't, there's no getting out of it. Tom McDonald is coming to Florida. He's going to do a concert. I'll be right. And I'm ready. And he, yes, he's going to pass I you be ready. the mic. Yes. And, and you're going to drop some bars. Well, look, all I know is that I grew up in, you know, I was in high school I, in the early 2000s, late 90s, okay. early 2000s. I, there was some music I was like really jamming out to in my car. And I was, I felt like I was pretty good okay. at getting down. And so I still feel like I, I got love it. it. We can't wait to hear it. And I'll tell you a little known fact is okay. that people who came to my wedding 
will understand that this is something I've been preparing for my whole life because after party to my wedding, I didn't need a karaoke screen and need anything. I just grabbed a mic and that's what we did for about three hours. <laughs> oh, I so, just, so, so one song, if we were going to do karaoke right here, right now, what's one song you would do that you could know you could nail that, that, that's got a rap chorus in it that you could go California with? California Love. Tupac. That's the one. Let's go. Huh? Is that, okay. All right. So when you rap with Tom, are you going to do a Tom song? Oh, I'll do whatever he wants. Like fake woke? What are you going to do? Uh, brainwash, fake woke. Yep. Yeah, you tell me. We'll, I'll be ready. <laughs> yeah. I love I, it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Again, go to therightview.com. Yes. Make sure you check out Laura's show. Yeah. It is excellent. And yeah. Laura, thank you so much oh, for joining thank you us. Thanks for everything you all are doing Absolutely. to help to save our country. We're, honestly, I, I know yeah. we have a large intercessory team that's praying for us every day. And everybody that we know is praying for your yeah, family specifically. You. For, so nice. for, for you, Eric, everybody. It is it's so important that you guys are protected to be able to, to do what you're doing. Yes, and we feel it. I just want to say thank you. Honestly, it never it, it never ceases to amaze me when people will come up to us. And it happened to me in the airport several times today. People coming up saying that they're praying for yeah. our wow. family. It means so much. Praise so you. thank you. Yes. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank really you, guys. It. It's great to be with you. Our founding fathers evolved the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. If you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Hello, Flyover family. Join me every Wednesday for the Prophetic Report at 1111 Central. You can find it on Rumble. You can find it on the Flyover app. We have such an incredible time of hearing from all of these different prophetic voices like Robin Bullock, Julie Green, Barry Wunsch, Amanda Grace, and Hank Kuhneman. Every week, it's either five or six different prophets that are speaking. And what's interesting is God is speaking through them. And all of these voices come together like puzzle pieces. It is so exciting to hear what the Lord is saying. We're hearing from medical. We're hearing from military intelligence. We're hearing from the financial world. We're hearing from mainstream media. But the most important is, what is God saying? He has not fallen off the throne. He's not nervous. He's not chewing his nails. He is in control. He has plans to prosper us and not to harm us. What a great time to be alive. And I'm so excited for you to join me every Wednesday at 1111. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking, what am I going to do about my finances? You know, times are really changing. They're changing fast. Let me give you a quick example of how in 1920, if you had a $20 bill and one ounce of gold, you could go into any men's clothing store and buy an entire suit. You wow. Could buy the, the jacket, the shirt, the belt, shoes, the whole bit. Today, that $20 bill, what's it going to get you? Not much. Maybe the socks, maybe a <laughs> handkerchief, but the one ounce of gold could still buy you the entire suit at any men's store in America. That's the difference. That's what inflation does to your dollar. It's a deflating dollar caused by inflation. Now, today, that's happening faster than ever. You need somebody that you trust that can help get you out of a fake currency and into something that's going to keep you safe. And we 
know a guy that has two PhDs by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. We have known him for over 25 years, and he's someone we completely trust. You need somebody that you can get a hold of, somebody that's going to be there for you to get back out of it, and then maybe back into the stock market, maybe back into something else when things settle down. But right now is not that time. You need somebody that you trust and somebody you can call and make those worries go away. That's exactly right. So you can go to flyovergold.com, fill out your information for your free consultation, or you can call 720-605-3900. Do it today. You'll be glad you did. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.